It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Comment ça va? I'm very well. How, ah. Comment ça va, Simon? Ça va bien. I'm good. Did I say that right, Simon? Simon, that's my, actually, that's my name in French, Simon. I wasn't sure you if the, that was the feminine Simon in French or Simon. No, so Simon is the my version, the masculine, and then Simone, Simone is the feminine Simon is the female. Yes. Okay, so see, the female... It's the E at the end of Simon or Simon. Simon. Yes. Simon. Simon, so I'm good. Merci very well. Merci et bonsoir. Et ver- bonsoir. Very, very <laughs> well. So listen, this is the rendezvous. We're all about love, dating, and romance. Obviously, we have the French romance expert here, as and you can hear. And we have the one and only Angie Taylor, and I mean it. The one and only well, I don't Angie know, Taylor. I don't know how good that is for My anybody. My captain of the ship. Ah. <laughs> I'm the humble servant. So when we were talking on the show last night, uh, we got in this whole conversation about why women cheat. Yeah. And there was this whole thing about... Women. Um, I am a working mother. I work. I have kid. I have husband. You know how it goes. And by the end of the day, it's bra is off, comfy clothes, <laughs> yoga pants. I'm making dinner. Kids are needing a bath. It's a lot of drama. And the, the whole weekend is like that. And it's not as sexy as it used to be. And you had a great question at the end of that that I want to get to. Yeah, because I was listening to you and, and you made so many great points um, as what women you know, have to go through during the day at home. And then I said to you, I want to know what men do when they come home that is not sexy. That's a great question. I need to know and I need to learn well, listen, from you, Angie. I have a list. Oh, oh you have a Oh. <laughs> I don't have a oh, list. You, are you serious? Oh. I know some things, though. I, I want to hear from the passport friends, from Jason. I want to know all the mistakes okay. men, so I don't make them well, anymore. May, maybe think of anything maybe you have done. I mean, I know Nothing? you're perfect. Exactly. Exactly. I know you're perfect. But let's talk <laughs> about that. And I want to take calls uh, from men or women, 855-905-8255. When we come back, how are you slacking? in the sexy department at home on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel. Angie Taylor. Hello. We had an amazing show last night, and, we, and we're going to have an amazing one tonight, by the way. You know it. <laughs> and uh, one of the things we left on that, I, that we both want to pick up on is this whole thing about men and women cheating, and it turned into a conversation about sometimes how women are going through a thing where... We are feeling drained after having a baby. We have a case of, you know, postpartum. Maybe we're working mothers where we work all day and then the kids come home and we're responsible for homework and dinner and laundry. And it's like yoga pants and it's not very sexy Mm -hmm. most of the week. And I've dated, um, you know, people before that are like, wow, you're a mom. You're not really a sexy woman anymore. I think sometimes... In people's heads, you become a different person once you have a child. That happened with the father of my daughter. Once I had her, yeah. he looked at me as a mother and not as his girlfriend or his sexy, you know, woman anymore. Like an erotic person. You were R- just right. a mom. Right. And uh, I don't know if it's Oedipus complex. I don't know if that is um, something that's a disconnect. Uh, once we're pregnant and he sees my body changes and all of the things. and Maybe and, a bit of all of that. Uh, probably all of yes. the above, right? And so I was saying it's hard for women. And you had a great question about the men so, on yeah, that side. So I want to know from you, Angie. I want to know what men do, right, 
that is not romantic when they come home, that is not sexy. All the mistakes we all make over and over, but nobody tells us so. Right. Maybe you do, so well, please. I, I will tell you this. Um, you know, men, most of, the, most of the men I know, the man I'm married to, work all day. Yeah. The way that I work all day. Right. So the man comes home and he wants to relax, right? Okay. So do I. I want to <laughs> relax too. But guess what? What? There's the kid. There's the food. There's the wah. There's all these things that we're still responsible for as women. So the man will come home and be like, I need to relax. I've had a hard day. <laughs> hey, guess what? NBA playoffs are on. Championship game is on. I'm going to relax and go in the man cave and watch the game. And nothing is more infuriating to a woman who has been working all day and still has to work another eight hours when she gets home. And the man is just like, I got to chill. I got to blow off some steam. We have to blow off some steam, too. Okay, Angie, but I got a question. To be totally fair, mm-hmm. what's the rush? He's coming home, you're coming home, okay? Uh-huh. Why can't you both relax totally for an hour at least before you get to everything else? So that you, Because what you describe is like one has to relax, your husband, mm-hmm. and you have to do all the different chores. Or stuff. Mm-hmm. But why can't you both take an hour? I would love to. And? But because the demands come on us. Because the children are like, hey, I need help with algebra, this, that, the other. Um, the husband's like, oh, I'm so hungry. What's for dinner? It always lands on us. As much as we don't want it to, a lot of times the, all okay. those responsibilities okay. land on us. And uh, to be honest, there's a part as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, where I feel obligated because I feel like I'm not a good mother or not a good wife if I'm not making a dinner, if I'm not helping with homework, if I'm because I feel like it's not going to get done. Otherwise, okay, okay. So you're saying there is no really time between the time you open your door, correct, to really relax for you. No, is there time for him? Uh, all the time. Or he just uh, takes the time. He just takes the time. What do you think? What do you think is fair? Uh, I, I, I it, would be, it would be fair if we both opened the door and and thought to each other, what do we need to get done tonight, and then we can relax after. Right. That's a great suggestion. That that just simple question. Just to help. You know, because I feel like in, in in nature, it's always been women taking care of the household. So we take care of work all day now, and that's never been in nature. Now that we're working all the time as well, we get home and we still have our other obligations, and it turns into an 18-hour workday when— It for, makes sense. For the man, it's an 8- or 10- or 12-hour workday. So that's one thing. So you said, oh, guys who are listening, just don't come home and just— you And know, just we- plop on the couch. I would love to come home and plop on the couch more than anything <laughs> in the world. But you so. can't, we can't make it. So let's talk together. And I want to hear other things that a guy okay. does that really has to stop because it's not romantic. It's not it's cool. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. That does not turn it's a me turn on. off. Right, exactly. I want to hear that. Simon, that was a, a really great question. Well, I mean, and I can, good answers because I want to learn. I don't want to make those mistakes. Talk about that for five, hour, five hours. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the phones when we come back. We have people that want to talk about it. 855-905-8255. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we've been talking about, you know, what your partner needs when they come home mm-hmm. from the end of the day yes. or whatever. I And I said, hey, you know, we're all working now and it's a lot of pressure on all sides. And, mm-hmm. you know, this comes off a reason why people cheat. Like sometimes you feel like you're not getting what you need at home or 
it just becomes work sometimes. So let's go to the phone, Simon, first. Yes. And it's 855-905-8255. We have Justin on the line listening on 98.5, the cat in Hudson Valley, New York. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. Hi. Bonjour. Hello. Bonjour. How are you? We are good. good. What do you have to say? Well, I actually am... I'm calling to take a little bit of the blame, actually. Um, Whoa, I, uh, I love it. Thank I, you. I work, I work from home. And um, I spend, so I spend the whole day and I, there's lots of slack I could be picking up. And a lot of times my wife will get home from a long day of work and, you know, it'll just be simple things. You know, really couldn't unload the dishwasher. You know, you, you, you haven't gotten out of your sweatpants all day. Um, and sometimes I do start to feel guilty, but every time I, you know, I am working, I am busy, but it's just, I know I could be doing a lot more while I'm, you know, when I have on the phone or home. yeah, on the computer, uh, my husband works from home as well. Uh-huh. Uh, not every day, but some days. And I will give him props because I'll see him when I get home, be on his phone doing business and at the same time, emptying a dishwasher or getting clothes yeah. out of the dryer. So I appreciate that you say that. Yeah. You know, um, that's every little thing. Yeah, Yeah, every little thing matters, though. Trust me, any little thing you could do (laughs) will matter to the significant other in your life. Can we resolve this question of talking after work or not talking? Because I've heard, I mean, Angie says... But talking. Talking, like, so Angie says after the day, I mean, of course, you know, she's a talk show host and all that. So should people talk to each other when they go home or everybody needs quiet time? Well, let's talk about that. Can you hang on for one second, Justin? Sure. Okay, cool. I want to ask you that question, too. When we return on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We have Justin on the line listening in New York. And, Uh Simon, we've been talking about when you get home at the end of the day. Yes. Working. A lot of people are both working in the family now, especially when there's kids. True. And what was your question about talking? So, so, So here's my question, Justin. You know... Angie says, you know, you know, of course she's a talk show host and she has two shows, so she talks a lot. All more day. than More than most. All day. More than most. Well, most. I mean, you know. Anyway, but uh, my point, Justin, to you is, and what do you think is fair? People say when you go home, should we all be quiet for half an hour? Just half an hour. And everybody unwind. Decompression yeah. time. Or is that better to talk to each other and chill out by talking? Angie, let's go you first. Ideally, there's a decompression time where we all go to our corners or wherever we go right. and Different relax. Rooms, relax. Yeah. For a minute and a half hour, an hour, and then we come together and figure out the rest of the night. So what do you think? Justin, you work at home, but you talk all day at work. So what would your preference be? I personally like to talk as soon as my wife gets home. Um, I like to know what she was up to during the day. I like to fill her in on my day, Uh, you know, talk about any issues that may have come up that we weren't able to talk about during our during our work day. So I, I, I'm I'm of the mind that I like to just sort of get the conversation rolling as soon as she walks in the door. Justin, my question to you is because maybe I'm different, but right after work, I do not like to talk about my work day. Maybe that's because you're home all day, Justin, and you're not really interacting with other people. Do you feel like that's Probably. the case? And you're missing the yeah. social interaction. So your wife comes home and you're like, finally, a human but, that I can speak to. Yep. But we can talk yeah. to, but Justin, do you want to talk about the work day or do you want to talk about events, news, social, anything? I'd Justin. like to know how her day was, yeah, that's one thing. Necessarily talk about it. Yeah, right. Okay, so listen, Justin, thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate your input, Simon. I want to talk more with you about yeah, this, let's just do that. me and you. Yeah. So, Justin, I appreciate you listening to the rendezvous. That was a great uh, conversation we had about what do you do when somebody first comes home at the end of the day. Exactly.
Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for calling us. to The Rendezvous. Simon, I want to keep going when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Call us anytime, 855-905-8255. So, Simon, we've been talking about a very real subject for a lot of people in marriages, relationships. When you're in a a household where both people work, Mm -hmm. um, especially if there's children involved and you guys have a routine, when you come home at the end of the day or whatever your schedule is, it's hard to figure out the dynamic between both people because some people love to just not talk to anybody and relax and watch TV and take a moment. Some people want to jump right in and be like, how was your day? What did you do? Who did you talk to? What went on? Um, because they miss social interaction. So you had a great question uh, so, at the end of it. Yes. Here's the thing. Let's say I go home after work late at night. Okay. We mm-hmm. finish late. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's say I'm dating somebody. Of course, it's late at night. So I don't feel like talking about the show, for instance. Right. You wanna, you, no. You've been working all day. Yeah, you so don't want to talk about work it's anymore. late at night. We finish here. You go right. home. I go home. So that's one thing. And I wonder, and most of my friends, guys' friends, feel the same. Salespeople, mm-hmm. uh, engineers, my roofer, the plumber, whoever. I, I often talk about that. And I feel like, at least for men, it is difficult right when you get home to talk about the workday. And you need to unwind yes, and decompress. Silence. Decompress. Decompress. And that's why Maybe. I think a lot of men retreat to going to watch a game or a TV or yeah, something. Or the man something. cave. Or the man cave because they want silence. Do you think women want silence? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think women See, do. Because when we get home as women, typically there are children and a meal that is needed. Um, it is archaic and old fashioned as that sounds. A lot of it still falls on us. And we take that responsibility because we feel like we should and our kids need it from us. So we have the kids at us and we have food that needs to be made. And so, mm-hmm. yes, I think we would love to have that opportunity to do that. Angie, remember the days you were single. You were not a mom. Yes. You were going home. Tell uh-huh. me then as a single woman, if you can remember, what did you want? I probably wanted to talk about my day. Because I'm a woman and I wanted to communicate. Aha. But Aha. now that there's kids involved, now that there's other responsibilities, I want to relax too. And I understand for men how you would get home at the end of a day of working and there's the wife and there's the kids and there's all the other responsibilities. And you're like, whoa, 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 I need a minute. But we feel the same way. I mean, humans need a, a minute alone by nature. I get that. But I wonder if most women who are single, still single, have, and or at least no no kids. Single is a different story. I'm talking about people with kids and yeah, a husband that, and a wife I, and whatever. Everybody needs a, a minute to themselves. Now, now, okay, so for the talking, we agree that everybody needs a minute to themselves. Now, what men do, they do when they're undressed, what do they do at home that is not romantic? Plop on the couch, put on what does Monday that mean, Night plop Football. On the couch? Just lay there uh, with a beer put on their game or their wrestling or whatever they watch and don't, and and don't talk. They usually there's no communication and that's what bothers me. So you are hitting on a subject. I would the like some communication. Treatment. Yes, I would like it to be eventually. When I come home from my day at work, yeah. I don't want a thousand questions about work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, there's kids, you know, having a thousand questions and it's, you know, when is dinner <laughs> going to be ready? I would like some conversation about something other than the day to day. 
whatever like it what? is. Like what? Movies, culture? Yeah. What do you want to do this weekend? Um, you know, <laughs> wouldn't it be beautiful for a vacation to go here? Like something else. Or did you see this article in the newspaper today right. that I loved? Like something that is not our daily grind, you know, our everyday everything. There was a time where I used to come home and complain a lot about work to mm. my husband. And I started to feel terrible because I could see the dread on his face. Like, here I am. I'm going to be a punching bag for everything she went through today at work. Right. And I had to be aware of that and say, I can't keep doing this to him when I come home. And I have to come home in a different attitude. And sometimes that's hard to do. But now you must confess, you come back from the rendezvous enchanted. Enchanted. <laughs> Honestly, and I will be a thousand percent real, it's changed my life in a way that I come home happy I come home in this romantic mood. We've been talking about love and romance and all of these things. And I'm ready for the ooh-la-la oh. when I come home. <laughs> Lucky him. Yes. Lucky Jason. And I hope that that's what our show does for other people. I, I hope it inspires people to feel that way. That's my hope too, Angie. And, it, and I, if, ho I hope it does. If they don't feel in the mood to immediately have ooh-la-la, at least they're in the mood to have a conversation about something that's a problem in their life that we've discussed. Absolutely. I know, absolutely. That's our hope. That is That's our what hope. we're here for you. Exactly. Okay, cool. So when we come back, let's talk about that. Somebody that has a date or, or dump. dump. We will tell you what to do in that relationship when we return on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon. Angie Tello. Hello. Simon Bonsoir. and Angie on all our social media, simonandangie.com, if you want to send us an email. Now it's time for our favorite game, Date or, or dump. dump. This one comes to us from Serena. She listens on 93.9 MyFM in Chicago. She says, hi, guys. I'm dating a guy who chews with his mouth wide <laughs> open. This is so funny. And it completely oh. grosses me out. It would gross me out too um not only can i see the food he's chewing but i can hear all the sounds it's gross it's a mess but i like every other single thing about him he's tall smart good looking i don't know what to do should i date or dump him simon oh serena thanks for your email hey, listen serena if you think of this all you gotta do is have a conversation and tell him to make an effort because how, how? how do I'm you saying, say that so let's, it's let's like telling somebody they smell play. that's very okay. different okay simon you tell me i chew with my mouth open. angie yes i need to ask you a huge favor uh-huh every time you eat you mm -hmm. make that noise mm -hmm. what noise sexy noise that noise like a sexy cow yeah okay that uh-huh <laughs> What's so, your problem? And and I would appreciate if maybe you could make a bit less noise. Uh, really? When you eat and you know, because look, you're no not way. the boss of me. No, I'll but, eat the way I want to eat. What's your problem? We eat together. Okay. Right? So we unless we we have a higher volume of the music when you eat, mm -hmm. I would like you to make an effort and uh, eat quietly. Oh really? Yeah. What else do you want to tell me to do? I'm never There's... calling you again. Bye. <laughs> That's what I would think. No, no, actually, because, no. Because you know, here's the thing: the mouth open grosses me out. So I have pet peeves. And somebody that chews with their mouth open, I can't take it. I said date. If Talk he, and date. Listen, if, yes. he, if he chews with his mouth open, he's going to do other annoying sounds no. No, in other MG. places. No, and I don't, don't need it. Simon, I want to talk about pet peeves. And, and I okay. want to continue this date that or too. dump because I say dump because I can't oh, take it. Oh, no, no, no. That's me. You say date. Date. We, and... we have differences. I want to know what your pet peeves are when it comes to women. Oh, and okay. when you're on, on a date. All right. Because I'm sure there's little things. There's little things. That I would be like, Simon, you're being so ridiculous. <laughs> this is one of mine. Let's talk about yours. Okay. And our listeners when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we had our dater dump with uh, our person, uh, Serena, who is saying that she doesn't know if she should date this guy because he chews really loud when he eats and his mouth is open and it's gross. Yeah. And that just drives her crazy. It's a pet peeve. <laughs> yeah. And we, we all have dating pet peeves. Do you have something if a, if a girl were to do something on a date where it would be like, Ugh. you know what? You know what? I have a few, but one of them is being interrupted every two minutes. Like, you know, somebody asks you a question. What do you mean? Interrupted. <laughs> it's like, you know, you want, you want to say exactly. Like what? Like this? Like this. Okay. You want to say something? Like you want to say that you, she then, interrupts you. And then the person constantly stops you as you talk. Rude. Right. And you can't finish your story. How about that? I, I hate when I can't, you know. I, so stuff like that really. Yes. What about you? <laughs> What did you just Angie, say? No. <laughs> Angie, I agree. You're messing with me. Angie. No, I am messing you, with you. You're messing with my joy of life. I am. You're joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. I, I That's a big thing on this show. I agree with you on that one. I don't <laughs> yeah. like when people interrupt me, especially if I'm trying to make a, a, a what I believe is a valid point, which is all of my points. I don't like <laughs> when I'm in the car and somebody changes the radio station. Oh, no. I'm like you. I hate you. that. I think you've said that before. I have. And it drives me crazy when people do that. I almost broke up with somebody for that. You did? I almost, but I did not. And I don't like when people are rude like table manners kind of like what she was saying about her man chewing and mouth open i don't like bad table manners it's such a pet peeve of mine with adults because i feel like it's one of the first things you learn like a please and thank you and how to use a knife and a fork but about the 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 knife and the fork and i get it but i feel like if you don't know how it's not your fault so I've, i've i've helped a few friends of mine uh who didn't know really how to you know carry the fork and the knife and all this so i think we should be at I mean, some point, you should you, learn, though, yes. But if you don't, I think it's a great time to learn if you can tell somebody how to do it. It's a great time to learn, just not from me. Maybe from Simon. I'll send them to Simon. <laughs> yeah, send it to me, please. <laughs> I do that, too. Okay, cool. So, Simon, we are going to uh, talk about something fresh and new. We're yeah. going to get off this topic of pet peeves. And <laughs> when we come back, there is more Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel. Angie Taylor. Hello, bonsoir. So I saw our boss Bill recently, and we told a story not so long ago about how he hasn't bought his wife a gift (laughs) in 15 years because she went and bought a gift for herself for a birthday or an anniversary, and he was so offended. Talking about holding a grudge. He's he's, he's one of the, he's maybe the biggest grudge. No, no, no. No? I have a better one. Are you ready for this? More than Bill? Yes. Ah, Bill? I saw this article today, and I sent it to Bill saying, this sounds very familiar. Check this out. Yeah. A husband, this was in, I want to say China. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was in Japan. Okay. Uh, this husband has gone 20 years without speaking to his wife since she upset him. But they still live together and they have kids and everything. He had not spoke to her for 20 years. Okay? 20 that years. Is 20 the, years. How? How do you do that? So he continues to live with his three children and his wife. Um <laughs> And they have not spoke, nodded, grunted at each other for 20 years. Their silence was revealed by their 18-year-old son, who wrote into a TV show in Japan and said, Hey, my parents aren't talking. This is so weird. Can you help us? Right. Um, So, sure enough, a meeting was arranged between them in a park where they had their first date and their children were watching, and he said, It's been a while since we talked. You were so (laughs) concerned about the kids... And I was jealous, is what he said. I want to know what the initial fight was about, though. And they never revealed that. Like, there was some argument they had that caused the initial fight. But then, after that, 
he was so jealous of her attention to the children <laughs> that he was like, forget it. I'm not speaking to you. I have. I mean, I thought Beal was champion of the world. Ah, Beal in grudging. Yeah. This Japanese man gets the Olympic title. He says, I was sulking. Sulking for 20 years. That is the trophy-winning petty were ridiculousness. They, you think we're doing hand signs? Like, if you can't talk? I mean, cause you gotta, they didn't speak. How do you communicate? I, I don't know. If, if my husband... Written. Nothing bothers me more, Simon, than when my husband gives me the silent treatment. I go crazy. You do go crazy. How long, how long was the longest time Jason gave you the silent treatment and you got to tell us why? Well... I think he probably gave me the silent treatment once for half a day. and When you he, say half a day, what, six like, hours? Something or, like that. Okay. And, I, and I prob- he probably would have gone longer, but I finally freaked out and made him speak to me. And How? I threw something, screamed at him. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yeah. I, I can't stand it because it's, it's such a passive-aggressive way of punishing someone instead of really saying what you're feeling. Angie. Yes. Angie, what? what did you do? Oh, I'm sure it was something stupid. I have no idea. Oh. It's hap- I don't even remember. Okay. I, I probably didn't do anything wrong, honestly. Oh, it sure. was probably Six. his fault. I'm oh, sure it was oh, his oh, fault. Oh, 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 that silence was for nothing. <laughs> have you ever held a grudge with someone? Are you, are you currently, Simon, holding a grudge against anyone? No, nobody. No grudges. No, I'm not in the unspoken. You're very, li- yes, there, the unspoken is very damaging to you. To, to me. I so. think I think the grudge hurts the person with the grudge more than it does the one you have it against. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's a poison. Now, it's a cancer. It, I just want—I don't want to, you know, throw another stone at our wonderful Bill. But since we know him and he's our boss, 15 years, no gift. I mean, I don't—I don't—I don't know what's up. You know, I'm still—I'm still can't. You oh, you're know. still mad about it, right? You know what? I hold a grudge now against Bill. Uh, for holding a grudge against I his wife. I have one too, and he's going to hear this show. And yeah. I called him out in a room full of people. Yes. And he's like, but let me tell you what she did and was trying to clean it all up. And I was like, that's not working. Bill, Bill, Bill. Forgiveness is the ultimate proof of love. Forgiveness is the, the ultimate proof, proof of, of love. love. If you can't forgive, I agree. that means you don't love. So, and Bill, yes. start to forgive. And forgiving isn't just about the person you're forgiving, it's a lot about you because you can't hold on to that anger and that. Uh, grudge and that so, ugliness. The thing is, now I hold a grudge towards Bill because he holds a, he holds a grudge towards his wife. So for me to forgive Bill, needs to, Bills need to give. He needs to, to come through with a come gift. Come through, yeah. And we need to know about it. And I told him it should be a big one. I mean, 15 years worth of gifts. He better come through with like a Jaguar or something. A Jag. I like that. <laughs> you like it? I li- that, you know what? Okay, well, cool. He'll yeah, j- go for the Jag. I Bill. hope his wife is listening. What color? Whatever color she wants. Right. It she can, decides inside, she decides. outside, leather color That's options. That's right. That's right. Well, let's take some calls on this because yes. we all hold grudges for one reason or another. I want to know what's the worst grudge you ever held or why and who held one against you and what was that reason? 855-905-8255. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about holding grudges. This goes off a story of a man in Japan who held a grudge against his wife for 20 <laughs> years. This is so crazy. And didn't speak to her. And they in their own home, and they lived together. How is that possible? I would have left after two days, qu- let alone 20 years. Like you said, 20 years, you'd be in a different planet. Yes. Yeah, so we're taking calls at 855-905-8255. What's the grudge about? Let's go to the line in Franklin, New Jersey, listening on Max 106.3. Here's Gianna. Hey, Gianna. Hi, how are you? Bonjour, Gianna. We're great. Bonjour. How, 
Bonjour. How crazy is that story? Do, do you have a grudge or it, I hopefully not 20 not years? Like that. No. No. Who could? I am, I am not a grudge holder. I can't function that way. It just it eats me alive. It keeps me up at night. I'm just not that guy. However, my ex-husband should have changed his name to Petty Betty because to Petty was, Betty. That's <laughs> his name. I'm telling you. He held grudges about everything. One time, I'm very particular about how I do certain things, but I don't expect other people to do them that way. I'm just like, I'll do it. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make you follow my weird. I know it's weird. It's my quirk. But You're I'll type A. You're type A. I get it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I was, when we first got married, we've been married a couple of months and I was doing laundry and I have a very specific way I like to do my laundry. And he was being nice, and I appreciated it. But while I was at work, he actually did a load of my laundry. And, of course, God bless him, he messed the whole thing up. And Um. so I I made sure to make a point of telling him how much I appreciated him doing that for me, and I appreciated the love behind it. I made a point of saying that, but I was like, you know that I like to do things certain ways, so I'm, I'm happy to do it. Just please let me do it. We were married for 11 and a half years after that Uh until we got Uh divorced. He would not put a load of laundry in. He would not pick up a broom. See? Before. He would Gianna. Help me with anything. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Hold on one second. I want to bring you in. Uh, again, when we come back, we have to take a break, but I want to hear more about this whole grudge. And we'll talk me more too. about these grudges. I have a question. Yeah. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about holding grudges yes. in your marriage, your relationship, whatever it is. Uh, we were talking about a man from Japan holding a 20-year grudge on his wife, didn't even speak to her. This is unbelievable. Don't know how that's possible. Yeah. And we have Gianna on the phone from Jersey who was saying, hey, uh, my husband did my laundry one time. Very sweet, very loving, right? But he screwed it up. And she's like, please don't do it again. And now he does nothing. Is that her? He did nothing. You are now divorced. That's the that's the story, right, Gianna? That's the story. Not because of that, although that was part of it. But yeah, we've been divorced about five years now. Gianna, I want to ask you a question as a guy. Okay, I'm not a specialist in folding the laundry okay. and all this. Just I'm trying to, to visualize. How do you like this laundry? Fo- what is it that he missed? What because, did he do wrong? Yeah, because yeah. I can't visualize what he missed. Well, the thing is, he did it, which was really sweet. And I can live with, I like to separate my whites and my colors and my darks and all that. I could live with that because I don't know what got washed with what, so I can have peace with that. Mm-hmm. But when he hung things up, he hung them up. Some of them were backwards. Some of the hangers were on different directions. Oh. Some things were all... Okay, so you're not only type A, sweetie, you're not only type A, you're OCD like I am. (laughs) The hangers have to be... Officially diagnosed. Okay, okay. Now we're talking. But he he should know that that's her quirk as well, if that's what she's about. Don't you think, Gianna, like your husband probably knows that you have these tendencies. My husband won't let me do his laundry. Why? Thank God. Because he has the same... Quirk. Jason is like that too. Jason has spacers, wow. my husband, between each of his hangers <laughs> to make sure they're exactly You're an inch serious. apart. I swear to you. I swear to you. And okay, I'm not quite there, but okay. Gianna, <laughs> I'm going to send you the link to these spacers he got. He saw it on some infomercial. He's like, this is the greatest thing this ever. Is so funny. It, it's, I would it, love that so much. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> but but when that. we have these quirks, you know, sometimes it's hard. Right to be in a relationship with somebody else that just doesn't get it. But Gianna, thank you so much for calling. That's a great, Jenna, thank you so much. It's It's a great story. I learn something every night on The Rendezvous. I want to talk more about these quirks (laughs) in our relationships because I think this is so good. And Gianna, keep listening, and thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. Thank you, Jenna. Definitely. You guys are awesome.
Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great night, babe. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we were talking about people that hold grudges in relationships for, you know, whatever you screw up here and there, little things. And it turned into our last caller who was so great who said, I did laundry or my husband did laundry for me one time. He screwed it up. Uh, I was very grateful that he did the laundry, but he didn't do it the way I like. And so he never touched anything in the house again. He wouldn't pick up a broom. He wouldn't wash a dish because he was like, I screw up everything. And it made me think of my husband, who is the same way. (laughs) He's very OCD about things and how particular he likes things. You even told us that he spaces the hangers. hangers. Yes. I have never heard of that. He bought spacers, Simon. They're these little foam discs that go between each hanger. And they're exactly an inch apart. I need to see a pic of that. It you looks like a, a serial killer's closet. Like, this is yeah, what his I'll, closet looks yeah, like. Yeah, it looks like American Psycho. Yes, that, he's know, like... American Psycho. One day I'm going to be in a ditch and you know what happened and we have it on the air. So, Simon, <laughs> is there anything that, you know, so, if, if you live with someone, are you particular about anything like this? Yeah, so I have on my desk upstairs in my uh, condo uh, collections of pencil, fountain, fountain, fountain pens. Fountain pens. Yes. And... They are all by color, wood, or... Oh, okay? so, so it's they're about, like arranged the way you want it. Yes. Uh-huh. And more than anything, you can take my shot. You can take you can take my... But do not write with my fountain pen. None of them. Because the fountain pen, I don't know if you know that, the more you write with it, the more it's perfectly adapted to your handwriting. Oh, the angle. I never so knew it that. Gets, yes, it's like it used a little bit the metal. And I have many, many plumes in fountain pens in my home. <laughs> no, I don't have any. So, so I know most people don't have and, and don't write with. So fountain we would pens. probably wouldn't even know. So it happened in the past that like an ex would take the fountain pen to sign something. Oh my god, I love that. And you're like, who touched my pen? Don't touch the pen. You knew. Did you know when you picked it up in your hand, or did you know because it was oh, no, out I, of place? I, I, first, I watch her. Oh, I, I, don't touch the pen. <gasps> And and, and and she got real, you know, oh, my God. She was probably like, why is he being so crazy about a pen? Oh, but we have our particular things. That's it. I even had one girlfriend who thought she could trick me. But, you know, the way you re-close the fountain pens, oh, you have to do like this. Like, how dare she? I know. How dare she? So that was, because really, besides this, you can take my shirt, my cashmere, my anything. Okay. It doesn't bother me. Let me ask you a question. Yes. When you use toothpaste, when you brush your teeth. You know, let's say you have a tube of toothpaste. Yes. Where do you squeeze it from? If you grabbed it. The middle. I do too. Yeah. My husband wants to kill me for this. Really? Why? Because it's against the OCD rules. And he. (laughs) What's the rule? The rule is you go from the back and you roll the tube as it goes. It has to be. Nobody does that, Angie. Yeah. You know who does? Who? Crazy man that I live with. (laughs) Jason. This is, but this I'm is gonna the same. To Thank you. There are little. So wait a minute. So are you serious? So I can visualize. So he takes from the 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 bottom, the bottom and then he'll and he fold it like that, like little by little. It has to be perfect. It has to look perfect. The so tube. So I just grab a tube yeah, and, and I then squeeze, you squeeze like a normal human being. Um, and, and he gets I'm, mad at listen, you. Listen. Uh, by the way, so I have funny. my own OCD tendencies. I don't want anybody to think I'm ripping well, on any get to sort that of too. illness. Yeah. But I'm saying he has his particularities. That I would never in a million years think were a quirk or were a thing, and he's got his things. I have a thing with him. He, you know, water bottles. Okay, you have your Evian bottle there. Yeah. He'll drink about four fifths of that bottle, and? and and the rest will be left all around the house. Why? So I've got like five or six water bottles sitting. He won't throw them away. He won't drink the bottom of a drink. Why? Be, uh, he thinks it's bad. Like there's backwash in it. 
or it's too warm, or it's something. So then something. They, he uses it for coffee, for tea, for what? I mean, what just, it, what happens to the just, bottles? They just sit. For how long? Until I pick them up and throw them in the garbage. Because he's not... He never or, empties the bottle. He never throws it in recycling. He never empties it. I usually take the little parts of yeah. it and put it in the dog's water bowls all over the house. Interesting. Be, be, what about, what about the food? And it drives me crazy. If he finishes his plate he, he, or he doesn't? He does finish his plate, but he'll also be the guy that will leave one tiny spoonful of ice cream instead of something where I can... Like, I'm so excited to have ice cream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I notice there's ice cream. There's not enough for a bowl of ice cream. It's like half a spoon. I'm like, what? Because he doesn't want to act like he finished the whole thing. Why? It, it's our quirks. This is you know, though. we all have our quirks, but it's so funny. I'm sure everybody has a million. We all have them. them. Their husbands, their wives, their boyfriend, girlfriends. It's funny, though. My kid has quirks. We all have quirks. <laughs> yes, that's we all true. have our quirks. So, more of the rendezvous when we return with Simon and Angie. This has been The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we had a great show tonight. Mm -hmm. If you missed anything, please go to simonandangie.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms at Simon and Angie. We talked about how men slack in the sexy department. Women do, too. Uh, (laughs) Pet peeves in dating and holding grudges. Little pet peeves around the house. But you did have a good one about uh, forgiveness. Your Simon says. What was that? Yes, thanks, Angie, because I really believe this one so much. That forgiveness is the ultimate proof of love. If you can't forgive, you can't love someone. Because we're all human. We all make mistakes. How can you live with somebody? How can you love somebody? Nobody's perfect. Haven't you been in a relationship before where you were walking on eggshells because you felt like you were always in trouble Mm -hmm. because people don't forgive you for your quirks and your mistakes? Yes. And then that means, you know, you got to ask, where is the love? So without forgiveness, you know. That's unconditional love is forgiveness. It's the ultimate proof of love. Yes, I agree with you, Simon. That's a great one. And please, like I said, go to our website, simonandangie.com. You can email us there. You can see Simon on his FYI show in bed with Simon. That's right. I don't know if you saw there's an episode that I recommend just we had lately about the million dollar question how much would you sell your partner for <laughs> that was amazing in this sense proposal yeah that was that the uh-huh. breakup one watch it that just recently also in bed with simon you just go simonandng.com and there is like 20 episodes and more and perfect by the way i changed my outfit again so just you change your outfit again, again because on We're, different episodes so you're all on pins and needles to see what you are wearing on this next <laughs> almost episode. naked what kind of blue well, sweater yeah, uh, no. are you wearing? Check it out. Because I will. It, we are we're getting ready for summer. I love your show. I do love your show. I know. In Thank bed you. with Simon on FYI. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Yes. More tomorrow on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.